This episode brought to you by Fortress Building Products. The ultimate deck podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Wayne Lorette. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate deck podcast. Let's go. Live from Regina, Saskatchewan, we've got the A team here. Wade's back in the house. Finally, again, joining us. Bryce is here too. All three of us. And Jason Meyer from Fortress Building Products. How are you, Jason? I'm doing very well. Welcome to the Queen City. Excited. The Queen City. The Queen City, yeah. Why is it the Queen City? Regina. Oh, good God, man. You're getting deep right away. Uh, I don't know. Something to do with the royalty. I think there was a queen named Regina or something yeah, like that. Regina. So they said it Regina. I don't know Regina. who, I don't know at what meeting at city council, they're like, you know what we should do? How about Regina? How about, How about Regina? We say this differently. Right. That Everybody sounds a little funny her. though, guys. Yeah. Yeah, but could make for a good joke for the next 130 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there it is. I hope that answers your question sufficiently. Did. You did a little bit of touring. We went out last night. Um, tried to find at least one restaurant that was open on a Monday after COVID. Nothing. <laughs> Harder than you'd think it might be. Seriously? Oh, uh, yeah. Where'd you guys end up? So first of all, I texted Josh at Homestead and said, you got room at six o'clock? He's like, today? And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, today. Oh, never mind. It's Monday. Right. You're not open Mondays. He's like, and then my next, I was like looking up and I was like, the Willow. We'll go do the Willow. And he's like, just pick the place with the best scenery. I was like, it's the Willow. We'll go do the patio at the Willow yeah. over yeah. the lake. Yeah. Perfect. Closed. Monday. <laughs> yeah. So then we went downtown. We tried to find a couple places downtown. They were either closed or like Completely dead. Empty. Oh, yeah. And we're like, he's like, you want to just go to the keg? Yep. Let's just go to the keg. <laughs> it's open. Oh. And then, oh, it's a local owner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we went to the keg. We sat there. Then we're like, had our, had our appetizers and a couple of mojitos. <laughs> and then I'm like, let's go down the street and go to Bushwhacker. We'd already tried to go to Rebellion. Closed. Yep. Closed. I was like, Bushwhacker will be open for sure. Yep. Bushwhacker closed. What? <laughs> yeah, man. Why is everybody closed? closed? I think it's just like Mondays. reopening happened a week ago, and these places probably aren't staffed up to be open seven days a week yet. No, again, or something, not, right? Yeah. So they're like, they chose Monday as the day. It would be the slowest day. So we like started walking back, and I was like, okay, one like one last shot. I'm gonna call a warehouse. We won't walk there because it's a couple blocks away. I'll yeah. Call warehouse. Yep, brewing, we're open. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Nice. Off to warehouse brewing. Had a couple of beers. There. That's a great little spot, it by is the way. A fantastic spot in the. Uh, that the old Weston's building is yeah, that what it's that's in? right yeah. is that what it is yeah. Yeah. I don't know but it's got like the inside is like sweet and they got the little overhead doors they roll up nice. so the inside becomes outside and then they have a sweet patio that they didn't buy from us <laughs> like a bunch of treks in there and some oh, regal rail yeah. and I was like where'd you get this <laughs> <laughs> looks like my drinks are free tonight <laughs> it's always interesting we show up and look down what's going on that's what I he does that everywhere yeah, really. I, yeah. Uh, it's yeah it's uh yeah, you get I, and I asked there. the girl, I was like, so where'd you get your deck no from? Problem. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, and she didn't really want, she I just got rehired. Much. Well, she was, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just started a week ago again. <laughs> so anyways, great little spot. We'll have to hit it up again when things uh, get going again and it's busier. Because if that place was packed, it would be, it'd be a great little vibe there. It was. And today you were like, last night you're like, what about this stadium deal? Like, can we go check that out? So we did a little stadium tour today. Oh, you actually got in? We did because my sister in law like does events. So right. I called her, I didn't call her, I texted her. I was like, any chance? Like, I don't imagine they're doing tours right now. She's like, no, they haven't since before COVID. And I was like, okay, but like, could but now we, that COVID's gone, could we, could we do it? Get in there? And she's like, sure. Everywhere except for player areas because they're in the bubble. Yeah. So you're not allowed to go where the players go. No dressing room tours, no like players' room yeah. areas, stuff, whatever. But we were able to get in the stadium and go to, 
I don't know. We went to like a bunch of different viewpoints well, and all the suites. Alumni and, spots. Uh, oh, yeah. Couple, but then, and then we went all the way up to the, I don't know, was it 500 level? Is that what they call it? Yeah, I yeah. think so. The we top, top. Right to the top. Because yeah. I'm always interested when you're in a, like a stadium like that to look down. Yep. And it's 45, 50 degree angle. Yep. Just sitting there. Can only imagine having a couple of pops and then mm-hmm. getting up. Slippery. In the fourth quarter. Course. Slippery stair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a cool vantage point from up there, though. You're like, you're, I calculated probably nine stories above field level because field, field level, level is three stories down yep. yep. street level. At that point, you're five stories up. You're on the fifth floor. Right. So it must be about eight, nine stories up yeah. that you are there. So I was like, Holy smokes. This is a, I saw Cause Manitoba. you're five stories up and then we walked nice. the last yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> you looked over, saw Manitoba and you're like, there's, yeah. there's Saskatoon. Oh, yeah. There's Winnipeg. Yeah. I think I could see Moose Jaw from here. <laughs> yeah. You could, if it wasn't for the smoke in the, in the air <laughs> from all right. the fires. That's yeah. right. So he's experienced Regina a little bit. And uh, we're going to head up to Saskatoon tomorrow and experience a little bit of Saskatoon too. Bridge city. Yep. And yeah. It's a bridge city. Why Correct. Because there's bridges. Yeah. Because there's lots so of bridges. So the queen used to be here. They called it the queen. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they have bridges in, in Saskatoon. They called it the bridge. Yeah. Bridge we're, uh, yep. we're uh, real creative thinkers around Like here. Chicago. It's windy there. So they called it the Windy City. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Sask- so it's like, so they got the most bridges of anywhere? Yeah. Uh, nope. No, no not the, just, just, just more than Regina. They just got a few. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just Saskatchewan's Bridge City. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. um, anyways, we're here today because uh, you wanted to talk about uh, Regal Ideas ring, Railing, yes. right? Is that, <laughs> is that, that was what? Yeah. We just wanted an independent oh, perspective okay. on Regal <laughs> Ideas. <laughs> right. Prince no. is like... I didn't know that's what we were doing today. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's back, editing back, back, the title back, right now. Oh, like, oh no. Shoot. Uh, no, we're here because we want to talk about steel framing again, because this season I feel like has been the coming out party for steel framing. It's been like, you guys have had your product out for a couple of years, but this year is when it's really started to gain traction because of a number of reasons. One, costs are becoming a little bit more affordable. Two, lumber prices were just like, crazy, like we've never seen before. And I think, Three people are getting a little bit more accustomed to it. They've heard it. They've seen it out there a bit. Now they're like, now they're getting curious and they want to start using it. It's, you know, they're figuring it out a bit. So it's becoming more commonplace. Uh, however, almost all contractors that are building decks are used to be, like working with lumber. That's when you build a deck, you go get pressure treated lumber and you slap it up and you, you make it happen. Why would somebody go with steel as opposed to using the lumber that they're so accustomed to using? What's, what are the advantages? Let me lose my cheat notes. Perfect. Um, Just read things one at a time, one point one. form. Exactly. So everybody knows this exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think ultimately, uh, the bare bones of it, it's stronger. If we start with just that in mind and just say that, look, it, it spans longer because it's 10 times the structural strength of wood. Test it. When you have that kind of capacity to start with, you're like, okay, that starts the conversation mm-hmm. absolutely yeah okay now what else do i need to know what like it's Where do you go it's yeah. into my notes it's it's just uh, these decks nowadays are not the 10 by 10s you see these outdoor oasis is being mm-hmm. built that are 1500 2000 square feet some of them yep. just ridiculous and being able to support that takes a lot of extra lumber a lot of extra planning and if you can go and walk into a, a scenario like that and have a steel uh, structure that supports it up to 200 live is it 200 psf the live load yep i mean we're throwing you're throwing kitchens on it you're throwing mm-hmm. hot tubs you're throwing extra roofs and that took a lot of extra planning and extra material in the past and now this steel has kind of opened up the eyes to say i can really yeah because your your standard goal for a deck outside is what 45 50 
PSF? Cor- yeah, Cor- that's kind of the code, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Commercial is a hundred pounds, and residential is a hundred, one hundred twenty-five, depending on if it's twelve, sixteen, how you're working it, everything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. you're coming out of the gates with two hundred. Yeah, you can go right to two hundred, and like, here, what do you think? Well, and and yeah, it's pretty it, strong. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you piqued my interest. Sounds yeah, like that thing could carry 40, Wade's mom. Ooh. Oh, sorry, Dad. Sorry, I'm sorry. She's like, like in there too. <laughs> yeah, she's often watching the Dad, podcast. I had to make a mom hard. joke, and it wasn't going to be about anybody else's mom who I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> My mom doesn't watch, so go on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the biggest thing is the spans. One of the biggest uh, features of the of the spanability is, and if that's a word or whatever. Yep, it is now. Uh, yeah, yeah, what happened here? Six, being able to span sixteen feet with Joyce mm-hmm. is something that you know would just never. You could never do that. Wood can't do that. No, wood cannot do that. The other thing that happened this year, which was a convenient uh, circumstance for you, I don't know who you talked to or how you made this happen, but uh, the Canadian Wood Council decided that they don't want people spanning posts on beams more than eight feet with wood anymore, and so the city of Regina, at least has adopted that. They're saying that the city of Saskatoon is going to do that and mm-hmm. the city of Edmonton is going to do that. And if that starts to filter across Canada and down to the U.S., well, there's another big advantage to going steel because you because of those spans. They just they just reduced the span of wood by like 50%. Yep. Like that. And it doesn't was matter. It, was it 12 <laughs> feet typically wood? Um, it was based on uh, dimensional lumber and ply. And so y- if you had a three-ply, two-by-eight... Um, Commonly, we were doing triple two by tens at thirteen foot six. Yeah, and And so that was a so going down to eight feet is a significant reduction. I have pictures. That's what happened. I got. I got some. Yeah, it sounds like it. Somebody. I held them all. Somebody (laughs) somewhere for a while. (laughs) Yeah, blackmail. (laughs) Now, what? So let's talk about the advantages of going wood, or so sorry, going steel. We all know the um, the struggles that we experience with wood, and I'm gonna I'm basically gonna give you the advantages here because. I'm going to tell you the cons of wood and the, the pro is that the steel doesn't do these things, but pressure tree lumber, very well known for shrinking for one mm-hmm. twisting, cracking, warping, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of guys out there inconsistent. that consistent and inconsistently like just even plain. Off. Yeah. Like, like coming out of the, out of the factory, out of the planer. Right. Different like dimensions. Guys that build decks have all these little tips and tricks on how to try to build a flat deck with wood because you get these two by tens and some of them are nine and a quarter like they should be. And some are nine and three eighths and some are nine and eight and some are nine and a half. We, swapped, nine. Out, we swapped out some treated deck boards today uh, in Saskatoon where the, the deck board was five and a half for the 16 footers and the 12 footers were all five. Nailed it. For five? Yep. They were five. And I was like, nope. And he was like, mm-hmm. and he sent what? me a picture of it. It was like, it was a combination of plain drawing and cut like and drier than the 16s. So Wowzers. Yeah. Multi-width. You're starting a new <laughs> He was just like <laughs> multi-width. multi-width treated. He was like, I'm putting them together. This like I just can't do this. You have to bring me something that's new. Like you have to bring me something that's wet. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, okay. So how does steel address those kinds of things? The warping, the cracking, the twisting, the inconsistency in sizes? Like what are we so dealing those with? Those are the tangible threats that everybody kind of sees yeah. uh in the market. So we obviously you eliminate the rot, the decay, the moisture absorption, the fungi. Uh, pests, weather. Wade's a pretty fun guy. Pretty fun guy. guy. You'll see. Um, <laughs> and I guess the biggest thing is they remain straight. They show up to the job site straight. When you put them up, they stay straight. And for the life of them, they stay straight. That's huge. Um, yeah, and even on the on the job site, if you can't get to something quick enough, you know, weather comes in and say a snowstorm comes in and 
shuts you down for a week and a half and lumber sitting there. That's mm-hmm. getting weathered. It's not up. It's going to start shrinking and moving and everything else. The steel just sits there and waits. Please right. use me. Please use me. That's such I'm a great point. Oh. So, and I've, how many times I've walked through a job site and to your point, Wade, customers picking up a two by eight, two by 10 and looking down at, no, not this one. All right. That one's okay. Yeah. Try to put that one up and then this one's the rim through coal. Right. Yeah. It's like this one's the rim joist. It's got to be really good. That's yeah. Because that sort of sets the whole deck. From there, you can move around, right? You should but seriously go out in your yard and bring out that piece that you save out there. That a two by four. Oh, yeah, he knows exactly what you want. The two by four in the boneyard. Yeah. It's like people have offered to buy that. I actually won't sell it now. You should hang yeah. it up like as a piece of art because it's at least. And for the people at home, just imagine something like a a serious hockey stick. Like kids playing floor hockey in gym. Yep. Take that stick and they bend it and they want a big old curve. Yep. It's got double that curve. Yeah, it's that a two by four. It's down. an illegal curve, that one out there. Yeah. You're getting two minutes for sure on that sucker. <laughs> yeah. It's the type of stick that the Russians would use in the playoffs, like in the Olympics, I should say. <laughs> Cheaters. Right? So the deck, deck building pros uh, can sideline those issues, like plagued by traditional wood frame decks, because the points we, we put in here and that I wrote down, it's exactly what I hear the pain points. We're trying to eliminate yep. the pain points. The one thing that, that people don't talk about when they're building a deck is how long they spend sorting, stacking, right. dealing with, planing, sanding, all the swear word that you got to do with bad lumber, right? Cull. Cull well, is a big, your boneyard is a prime example of the wood. Yeah, call, right? yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't see any steel there yet. So hopefully not there's no steel, <laughs> yeah. right? Look at that curved piece of steel. Right, exactly. Uh, it it won't make like it that. there. It'll be a phone call to you right away. Like, <laughs> well, I can't afford to put this in the boneyard. Figure it out for me, please. It's but true, we're all, we true. all know, so especially with composite decking, composite, um, the stuff is flexible. So it's like it's going to map itself to whatever the joists beneath it are doing. And we all have heard of people that are like, oh, my deck looks like this, wavy. And we all know why that's happening because of the lumber, whatever. But if somebody doesn't sort their lumber to begin with, that's how it gets installed. But even the guys that are doing it right and taking the time to sort their lumber to, you know, go from lo- the shortest to highest and then they take a planer out and they plane down the tops to do it. Yep. And then they tape the joist so that they, because they just planed off the treatment, yep. they tape the joist, they get it flat today. And then they take an Instagram video of them sliding a level across it. Cause damn, you don't build a deck without doing that shot. Yep. And you brag about how flat it is today, but literally in three weeks, it's, you, it's all for naught. Yep. It's going to end up looking wavy again anyway as the lumber dries out. Yep. For example, I did a job like this a few years ago and I thought we were being smart. We actually framed a, it was a massive job and it was all going to be EPA and we were starting it too late in the year that, and I didn't want to be out there oiling and installing EPA in the middle of winter. So we framed it all up late fall the year before. We thought we're going to let this thing dry out and acclimatize and whatever else before we start putting the EPA on in the spring. Yep. Well, the amount of work we had to do at the like when we showed back up in the spring, because the lumber, we installed it, everything was great. Stuff had shrunk so much. We were actually having to pull leg bolts back out of things, reshim things, redo all the stuff, re- like pop tape off, plane things down. Like we had to, we had to do it all again mm-hmm. in a few months because of how much the lumber had shrunk, shifted, twisted, blah, 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 blah. Not with steel. Well, you wouldn't you're with days that, right? ahead. Like you're, you're like days ahead yeah. on steel. Yeah. So it, it certainly combats that issue, and I think that's something that Remember would that resonate with every contractor. A couple of questions down the road, because okay. it's definitely, yeah. I mean, you're hitting all the right pain point corrections that we're trying to Probably why solve. I can sell more of this than Shane. <laughs> <laughs> you are the top salesperson <laughs> in Saskatchewan by far. Now, let's talk about in Canada. Like, we're here in Regina and the Bridge City, some of the harshest climates known to man. <laughs> like, we literally <laughs> yeah, can right? go from yeah. my, like this last week we've been hitting like 
almost 40 degrees Celsius, which is like 110 Fahrenheit. Yeah. But in the winter, literally in February, it can hit minus 40, minus 40, 40. Yep. which is minus 40 Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. So the, the extremes are ridiculous. How many kids have licked your steel framing so far and had their tongues ripped off? Oh, yeah. Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So that's the con. We saved three. The tongue on the fourth. <laughs> <How one. laughs> we, left the, we left the other one as an yeah. example. <laughs> Aside from licking it, potentially, how does, like, how does steel hold up in these extreme climates? Because it, like, it's a real question. Yep, absolutely. And it, it does. It, the powder coating, um, you know, we, you're going to need to cut it. You're going to need to make sure you touch up the, the cut pieces, file them down. If um, there's scrapes or dents or whatever that may happen from junior. Oh, I got to get in there. Yep. Yeah. Like swallow the mic. They yeah, can't no. hear the radio college days. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a radio family DJ, family. I'm talking. On, what do you Family, yeah, family show. Guys. Family show. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like dense scratches, they're going to happen. So touch them up. So outside of that, the powder coating and the the way they make the cold rolled steel stands up to plus 40 and minus 40. You can get really, really hot what and it the, does get hot and it gets really, really cold. But there's little to no movement whatsoever. I was going to say, do you have any of the stats on like how much it changes? Somebody asked me that the other day yep. and I was like, oh boy, uh, less than wood. I'm gonna probably <laughs> I'm gonna get a call from an engineer soon from the city of Regina, and he's probably gonna have some of those questions. And I know that somewhere in our archives we've got that. I okay. don't know. I don't have the exact percentages, but I know that testing wise, you know, steel and the, all these steel guys, like all the companies that do cold rolled steel, will have yeah. that data as well. And I can just say, 16 gauge cold rolled steel. What do you got? Send it to me. We don't move it. It doesn't move. It never moves. Well, put powder coating on it, and you get extra heat, and it gets really hot. Is there a a situation where you can have expansion there. Right. No. From what I'm told. Okay. Stable. That's yep. really good because I was talking about that when we were we were talking about putting a PVC deck board on treated lumber. And I was like, it's moving, like the PVC is moving at one rate, the wood's moving at another rate. And I was like, the advantage to steel is that it you remove one of those Absolutely. equations, right? That's like now it's just the, because we've had screws shear off in PVC and we've had mm-hmm. a, a bunch of different conversations about is it the is it the pvc that's moving or is it the wood that's moving or is it both that are moving and that's why the screws are shearing off and so so we've had some even experiences with um to to reference a decorator's decking product that has very little thermal expansion contraction and so people are like i would like to use it because my my joints don't open like my miters will stay tight yes they use it and the odd person is like oh no they did open but typically what's happening is it's the framing drying out and pulling things apart too, right? Is a potential thing with that. Yep. You put it on a steel frame that's not going to have that expansion contraction, at least not to the not to that extent. And that's your best shot at having everything kind of stay tight just to use a frame that's gonna stay stable and consistent. So one of the reasons that, you know, Simcoe uses it, I think is he uses it a lot anyway, but he has the decorators and has that mineral base. It doesn't shrink, doesn't move. Yep. I love that idea because you have the ability to combat any issues with wood with the steel so nothing moves yeah so when he puts the frame together and you pop together yeah you're not gonna get that call saying my frame moved and my miter's open right right and so just just to clarify if people are wondering too because you guys do have a decking product as well there you can use the fortress evolution framing with any decking product like it doesn't matter the any composite any pvc any wood porcelain tile what it, like oh, yeah. what you put on top? It doesn't need to be married to your stuff. Like you, it's it can be used with anything. The warranty is open for anything. There's a lot of 
a lot of application. Yeah, and I say porcelain tile, there's some uh, pavers out there now that are like the water absorbent paver. Yeah. Seen these technology no. now? It's mostly for driveways and walkways and whatnot, but I have a, a customer that's trying this in Toronto and it, we're getting close for the, the, the install, final install is probably going to be a month away or so. Okay. But he's putting this drainage um, tile on top of it. Now he's got a fiberglass uh, underlayment that he's put on top to allow for the water to dissipate off to the side, and mm-hmm. then much like a, a Trex bladder system kind yeah, of thing. Right. But yep. it's specifically to let the water go, but he's putting actual tile on it. So we've, and we only had to go at 100. I think we went to 125 because he wanted some extra on it for the PSF, but right. it wasn't really that much more in Crazy. terms of, and it, I'm looking forward to it. Stepping on a, a stone deck on evolution. That's it's going to be all over Instagram. That's cool. Yep. So yeah. And that's where you can get 24 inch on center um, spans. Yep. Because the actual tile itself will allow for 24 inch on certain right, applications. Right. Yep. So then you would use a, that's where that clear uh, ledger board comes in when you're installing it. Right. right. And then yeah. you just 24 inch on center and a lot less material. So right. it's cool. It'd be really good for ground level decks, right? Because you have no rot on the underside of that. Mm-hmm. You could keep it close to the ground. And then, and then basically we could be done with patios. We wouldn't have to ever look yeah. at another one. No one wants a patio. Yeah. Right. So that's a, that's a good segue into, um, <laughs> How does this, how does your steel product work when we're talking about coastal areas or, you know, if you're within a mile of the coast or you're on a dock or whatever, and it's going to get some sea and salt spray. Salt is going to win. Okay. No, no question. Now we first came out, it was a a year uh, warranty, uh, like one year warranty with a, within a mile of the coast. Okay. We've extended that to 10. Oh, okay. So one mile from the coast, either coast, um, we find that the East Coast has way harsher water. Like the West Coast is still salt water, but right. East Coast is just salt's different. I don't it's know. The mafia, yeah. maybe. It's yeah. the mafia. This comes so from it's Russia, <laughs> right? Isn't it? They're just throwing salt like on that people. I'm just putting salt in a wound there. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we've extended that to ten year. Um, when you're talking about um, freshwater lakes and everything else, yeah, yeah. it just can't be sitting in it. Okay. Do you I know what the warranty is? He just had it, uh, with wood? Do you know what the wood warranty is? For pressure treated lumber? Zero. The, okay. Yeah, the yeah. fact that he had zero. zero. The oh, fact okay. that you need to yeah. clarify what are you yeah. actually asking here <laughs> says all you need to say. What? So I've heard some guys, I've been in this argument because some, I've heard of some, I don't know if it's Yellowwood or some wood treatment manufacturers do provide a warranty. These like lifetime warranties, whatever, but come on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, we all know. That there's zero <laughs> chance you're warranting that wood for right. for its life. Yeah. Unless you consider its life to be five years. Yeah. Then I would believe that you might <laughs> yeah. warranty that. Lifetime but the fine print on that year. warranty must just like strain your eyes. Yeah. Because there's no way. Like the issue with pressure treated without even talking about steel is that it doesn't last as long as it used to because the woods harvest, it's a lot Weird. younger growth. It's yep. not dense like it used to be. Yep. It's more susceptible to taking in water, even if it's been treated. The treatment chemicals they use is no longer as effective as it used to be when we didn't care if people also got cancer at the same time That's as right. using it. And so now we start caring Unions about people's health. Gets you every time. <laughs> so that means the wood products just aren't <laughs> lasting as long. So um, we're on the topic of warranty. So if you're not on the coast, like you're, you're 10 years if you're within a mile? Yes. Of salt water. Salt water. And if you're not, if you're in the middle of Regina, what are we getting for warranty? If you're in the Queen City beside water, yeah. you get 25 years. 25 years. 25 years. So this is, I think, one of the biggest selling points for this stuff because the way 
composite and PVC manufacturers sell their decking a lot of times. Like the warranty is something they major, major, major push. And the reason for it is because the wood alternatives don't have it. Like one of the big advantages, if you're going to do it, like there's many, but if you're going to go from a pressure treated five quarter deck board to mm-hmm. a PVC is like, this is guaranteed to last yep, and not fade or stain for 25 years, 30, 40, 50 years in some of them. Yep. And so that's a major advantage, but the, the duh moment is always like, well, then why are we putting like this board is going to last 40 years. Great. How long is the framing going to last? Uh, if you're lucky 15. So people say that all <laughs> the time in the store, they what? actually, they know that and they comment on it. Yeah. Right. But for years it's been like, well, what's the solution? What's the alternative? And some welders and fabricators have made their own steel decks. Like that has happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Seen them. Yeah. We have Heavy a question duty. from TC decks. He's asking, does that include the great salt lake? Is this, so what's how's the warranty written? Is it like any body of salt water within a mile? Like, obviously it's like, yeah, it, you're not, you're not, uh, you're, well, not if, you're being inclusive with all bodies of water that have salt in them. You're not. Yeah. I picking. don't want to, I don't want to just pick apart. <laughs> yeah. The East Coast ones. Go I don't there. want the biggest ones. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Um, so good question. But yes, if you'll know if it's salt water, that's going to win and it's probably going to be two years or so and you'll start seeing like eating away if it's got spray and it's getting it. If it doesn't, you clean it all the time. You probably could get 20 years out of it. Yeah. So it's just that, you know, a warranty is a warranty. Company's a company. You can only warranty so much and you know you're trying to limit the amount of pain that people deal with, like I said. But you really can't go much more than 10 years without doing anything to a saltwater deck yeah, and it just deteriorating into nothing. I mean, the warranties for pretty much all products when you get near the coast, saltwater are reduced for, because it's just harsh environments, right? Next to the sun, salt is pretty powerful. Yeah. I can see it now. Somebody puts in a warranty claim on a steel frame deck that's got, I don't know, maybe a little bit of rust on it by a freshwater lake and Jason shows up with three bags of salt, like... Big ones. Yeah. And then test <laughs> the water. Try, yeah. <laughs> Trying to modify that warranty real quick. Oh, I just did my litmus test. Says there's salt in here. Gonna, gonna pull out my glass of water and it's <laughs> yeah. dumping salt yeah. in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Looks That's like you're in year salty. 11. <laughs> out of luck. This is salty. Looks like there's a lot of salt trucks going <laughs> yeah. by here. So are there any things we need to know about the warranty? Like, like here's where I get to... Yeah, what's Here's the, what I get to grind you a little bit. Yeah, 25 okay. years, great. What's the fine print? Like, are there, are there certain exclusions that... It's transferable, which is cool. How many From times? From homeowner to homeowner. homeowner. Oh, okay. Yep. Like, well, indefinitely within the 25 years or I one or two times? I think it's only one. Okay. Yeah. I have to go into detail on that, and I should have known that, my bad. But I do know that I thought it was cool when we first looked at it, because that's typically not the case. That's a yeah. great, that's a yeah. great um, feature. Yeah. Most people don't know that about other warranties. Well, some of them don't. Transferable. Some of the decking warranties don't, right? Yeah. Like you get, oh, I get 25 years, and then you sell it to somebody else, and they don't get the rest of the 25 years. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. good to so know that it's year transferable. Year one, you're like, oh, damn, yeah. we're 24 years are gone. Yep. Yeah. That's Woo. when I show up with the calendar and the salt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so a limit on, on transferring the warranty, which is pretty common uh, when there is a transfer allowed, but is one that's fine a, print. I would call that a plus, right? It's a plus for sure. Yep. Unless you're going to turn that over like a couple of times, a whole bunch of times. Yeah. But, but definitely a plus that it's transferable. Um, yeah, the, the fine print is typical of any other warranty. We're not trying to be, you know, nefarious and throw a bunch of stuff in there that mess people up. It's really just, you know, use it properly, clean it on a regular basis. I don't care where it is. It can be in the Queen City. It can be in Conestoga where my deck is. I'm cleaning it constantly. Not that I have to, but I like pressure washing it and then looking at it and taking a photo. You just like tools. I do. Like, I do. Well, I like to fire it up and spray things. <laughs> and so, 
let's talk about that. Sometimes I get my boots muddy just so I can do it again. That's right. You should uh, should wash this off once a year, twice a year. Uh, You know that, what is the month, the deck safety month? Is that May? All of the months, Jason. They're all every safety month. Well, Nadra says the one month was very important. When they fall off in July, it's not a big deal. Your decks are allowed to be unsafe every other month. only May. Yeah. (laughs) Just check it. So that's what I tell customers typically is when you're out and cleaning it and it's the beginning of the season, you're getting your deck stuff put out. Before you put it out, clean your deck. Clean it all off. Yeah. Okay. Which should be a standard practice. Everyone should have a clean dick. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is a family important. show. <laughs> I said, um, <laughs> couple, couple <laughs> more New Zealand accent. <laughs> couple more questions from Instagram here as we're because we got a live feed going on here. Uh, what about saltwater pools? Is that also count as a saltwater Ooh, body of uh, saltwater. body of saltwater? Yeah, and it it, it does, but um, I think there's there's little limitation on that because that saltwater isn't as bad. Right. Right. It's and. You'll get some spray, but it wouldn't be like the ocean spray. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you're going to get some waves crashing down and spraying. Much like the fence Mm -hmm. has warranties, like the fencing categories Mm -hmm. in aluminum and steel have the same kind of warranties on the saltwater pool. But the biggest thing with saltwater pool is that it's not the ocean. Right. Like, I can't show up with enough of saltwater to make it feel like the ocean. You've never seen my kids splash in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) You want to see sea spray? (laughs) Jeez. Foam and everything. Another question here. RCR Renault's... I don't know if you'll know the answer to this or not, but what is the information the customer needs? Like, what do they need to provide to transfer the warranty? Do you know what that process is? Uh, I don't know, but I believe from what all the planning names, in the world, this podcast couldn't have prepared you for that question. No, that was a pretty good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go visit us here when I get home. We're going to have a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks, buddy. Thanks for really showing me <laughs> up. <laughs> no, I believe it's simply you have to have proof of purchase and the, where it was done. Like, it's... If you do it yourself, then you're, wherever you bought it, you have the date and stamp and all that stuff. Yep. So yep. that's basically what um, we at Fortress would need. We're, like, we're trying to make this as seamless as possible. And our claims department, this is a big plug to them. They're phenomenal. Like, I call them up. There was a couple of posts just recently on the on the railing side. I'm missing some skirts. Uh, and it's from Garland. And within three days, of stuff's at a homeowner's house saying, here you go. That's just, incredible. Just doing it, like, instant. So... There's a lot of fixes. So in saying that, we look at our program. We say, okay, what are the benefits of steel? We've gone through a, a plethora of information so far. Making it easy for the consumer to say, look, I am spending more money. Protect me. Yeah. Right? Um, and then cover me. Yeah. It's and, one yeah. thing to write it down. It's another thing to actually say, we don't want issues, but if there's ever an issue, here it is. We'll fix it. Yeah. And we, I, I got to give everybody at, at, at Fortress a huge, huge thumbs up. I've been with other companies and it hasn't been as good. So yep. yeah, a company that will stand behind the warranty they give because there's, there's two types of companies. There's ones that will do just exactly that. And they like, if, if they give said they'll cover it, they'll say they'll cover it. And there's other ones that want to give a big warranty as a sales technique, but they have no intention. There's so much fine print yep. and so many outs for them to try to do. And then when you try to file that claim, it's just a nightmare mm-hmm. because all they're trying to do is get out of actually having to follow through in the warranty. Yeah. Kind of like printers. And that's, and that's awful. Yeah, don't get me started on our printers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so really mad. You guys. You on guys, the drive up. Call me on the drive up. <laughs> I want to hear it. But not now. You guys are not the first ones to put steel frame in market. Trex had a product out there for a number of years called Elevations. I don't think caught on the way maybe they thought it would. But I think a lot of that was partially because it was just a it was a completely way different way of installing a deck. These wood guys have wood tools. They want to use, like they want to be familiar with the product they're using. 
when they grab a two by eight, they want it to feel like a two by eight. Not a lot of guys didn't like the fact that Trex's was just a C channel that just felt it just cut different. It played different. It carried different than wood. It was just mm-hmm. less familiar. So there was probably a bit, of, a bit of hesitation for people to make that switch because it was just too different. You guys have kind of come out with an attempt to make it familiar to wood. So can you explain a little bit about the install process of putting this stuff together and why people might feel more comfortable using your product versus just a, you know, the Trex steel that's now discontinued and gone or versus, versus just going any, their own, just, getting yeah. their own light gauge steel and doing something, right? Yeah, like how yeah. is your system easier? Well, I think it's because it is a complete system. I think uh, I beat this into the heads of everybody talking um, because it's all encompassing. And I, I think that was one of the draw, drawbacks from the Trex pro, pro, program as well. It wasn't everything. And some of the competitors out there that are doing great jobs. Like I, I like the forward thinking. I like how this industry is moving in this, in this direction. They're missing the boat on that holistic system. So mm-hmm. to your point, Jane, when you install this, if you can install with wood, if you have installed with wood, you can look at this steel and figure it out within 10 minutes. And I don't have to do the PK with you. You can actually pull up the book and go, okay, well, this makes sense. A two by six is a two by six. We only have two by six for Joyce, for instance, right. two by 11 and a beam. Joyce hanger looks the same. Uh, brackets look very similar to what you're using on a steel frame. It's uh, not or so a, a wood frame foreign that you're not going to be able to figure it out. You're looking at when it. When you look at I it, I can kind of see Oh yeah. This. I know how this is going to work. I know yeah. what this will do. And yeah. that's, that's what we love. We say, okay, I want to teach you. I want to go through it and make sure you're set, but let's, you're the professional, you're the contractor. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. Here's my system. What do you think? He goes, Oh, that I get it. It makes sense. It's on paper. Okay. But now I'll go through the finer points. And then there's like little things you got to pay attention to. But I think by and large, because it's a complete system, it's, I I call it Lego for, for big kids, you know, the mechanical set for big kids. Um, the only other fastener that you need typically is uh, for the rim joist to be attached to the substrate, whatever substrate you're going to, yep. every wood, concrete, whatever. We don't supply those, but you got one. We have them the online at tuds.ca. .ca. That's a good plug. Eh? Not bad. <laughs> got to train very well. Slick there, eh? Yeah. Wade, you have one job during this whole podcast. Make sure you plug it at least once. Slide it in. Yeah. Done. Uh, yeah. So um, the ready to assemble facet makes it, interesting and intriguing to the, to the contractors out there because they don't have to spend three weeks at a, co- a conference or a sh- a, like a, a training facility and go, this is what you need to do, right? Yeah. Um, the, the material acts the same. You cut the same. You're using different cutting ma- machines and we should have brought, I sure. should pop that one up at some point, but yeah, um, we got a guy. You got a guy. Um, but you, you don't have to go out and spend 15 grand on new tools. I can't it's an impact like, drill and a saw. Yeah, I can't wait until uh, tomorrow. So we're going to spend some time with Nick, who actually built one, built a deck, his first steel frame. Yep. And you should just have your phone on record, and you should you know ask him questions and then record him what he says because he's already been into the store talking to me about it, and it's like it was so great. It was like it's just shaped like a two by six, so I understood <laughs> it. And then like I went to put it together, and well, the, the hangers were just the hangers. It was great, and I really liked it. It was all so true and straight and nice to work with. And then I had a DIY customer use it all, and same, like, exact same feedback. Came in and was like, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. I was a little nervous to get started. And then, nope, I'm not nervous at all. One hour in, I was just like, yep, we can do this. And they did. 
That's so, the thing. I feel, and I, I think you feel this way. Obviously, you sold it a couple times. I feel comfortable selling it now. I've never built it. I've never been on the job site of one going up yet. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to right away. Yeah. But I've never actually, so a lot of my sales ability within, I mean, the reason we started the store or whatever was, was our experience with it. I could, I can, I can walk anybody through how to, to solve a problem building a deck because I've done it before with yes. wood a hundred times yep. or a thousand times. With this stuff, I've never used it, but I still feel like I can tell somebody how to use it because it just makes so much sense. The, the second we got our displays in the store, you just pop the parts out and look at it and you're like, well, that's oh, like, this yeah. goes here, this goes here, plop, plop, plop. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's ridiculously easy. I, the one thing I love about the system too is that the ledger, you can get the predetermined like spacing on the ledger. The, there's holes punched at 12 or 16 inches on center. Yeah. And there's a freaking bracket that goes in there that you slide your joists onto. Yep. Like, Literally the, the practice that we used to do of holding the wood in place, popping a screw or some nails in there to hold it until you went back under and did your hanger later is gone. Like yep. you just, you just slide onto the bracket and then it's held itself in place. You could walk on it. Then you throw one little screw in it to make sure it doesn't slide out at some point. Yep. But having those pre-punch spacing and not having to mark layout mm-hmm. is a big time saver too. Like there's just so many little time savers along yep. the way, yep. not sorting your lumber, not stacking your lumber, mm-hmm. not planing your lumber, not marking out your joists, not like not, all these little things add up yep. to being like a giant time saver. Yep. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's I mean, very true. That's, that's where a lot of the question comes in. Like, how does it install? You're going to, you're going to determine this. This was his first job. This guy we're meeting. Nick, it was yep. First job, right? Yep. He gets to job three. He comes in and tells you how to how he's how to do it. That's yeah. what's cool about it because there's a steep learning curve. There's that definitely a learning curve. You get the job two, you're like, okay, I remember this. Maybe it's a maybe I'm trying some extra stairs or doing some yep. different things on job two. You get the job three, they're just like, yeah. He bang, said the know. only thing that was slower is that it, for him it was his first time, so it was a little bit slower trying to get comfortable with it. And then he said that the screws did take longer to bite when they were putting the decking down, when they're putting it together, like because the idea. of of fastening a screw into wood, like they bite Zoom. immediately. Yeah. Right. Yep. And with metal, they don't, that's not a flaw of fortress. That's like, that's a metal practice. Yep. If you've ever put a screw into metal, that's what happens. It takes yep. a little bit. Even when you put railing together, you know, so. Anyways, well, at touch.ca, you do have X metal clips from camel and that's a plug for me. And they actually work a lot quicker than I, than I anticipated. Yeah. When but I was the doing the, the camel, like the, what are they Camel called? drive, the, the standard drive, tool. The standpoint, yeah. yeah. I had my son doing it. I posted a video of that. And boom. boom but the other thing boom, is too, like, sure, it takes longer to start a one of their little screws in steel than it does wood, obviously. Yeah. But you're using way less of them. Like, for example, yes. connecting that joist to the ledger, you slide it on, you put a screw in the side. Maybe two if you want to really follow the instructions. Like, so one or two screws there. With a yeah, like wood the joist. Yeah, like here, you should follow the instructions. Yeah. yeah it's right well, I told him this to say with one's probably <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> These are his words. I said two just to make sure that like, make sure the uh, other fortress people are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I but got it, all so, the guys at home. What the hell? What yeah. are you doing <laughs> telling everybody just to put one screw in there? How are we going to sell all these screws we got made? But, but I mean, one or two screws. One, you know, I really only, you only need one really there because it's not for sheer strength. No. Up and down. It's simply just stopping it from sliding, sliding off out. that bracket. Right there. But Which is going to be tagged in the beam too. It's not going to slide off anyway. You get it all set up. It's, it's. But what are you doing for a wood joist? You're probably firing at least two nails into it before you even put the hanger on. Correct. Then you go put the hanger on and you have 12 more screws to put in. At least. So 14 fasteners into that thing versus the one. Well, I don't care how fast those start. You're not doing 14 faster you're doing one. Yep. Like you're going to net out faster in the end, right? Even though the one screw took longer to put in. Yes. Or two if you want to not be a rebel like Jason. Right. Rebel. Yeah. So yeah, that's a very good point. Um, a lot less 
fasteners used and still only one fastener. Yes. So you got your tool belt. You don't have different screws and different, you got one pack of, and I'm saying this because to your point, you feel better about installing something or selling something after you've installed it. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that, but as a salesperson, you're working for companies. The only ones you're ever putting up are at trade shows. Yeah. And they're prefabbed and they're all set and it's, hunky dory and you're inside and it's like boom 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 there it is okay now show the uh, and do the show doing my deck this year was enlightening beyond belief in terms of the nuances what i knew were going to be pain points and how i can answer answer those now on the job sites yeah and like understanding that i wasn't as strong as i thought it was so my <laughs> my tendonitis <laughs> in my right arm from screwed in um but it was uh, but it's still lighter than lumber right totally lighter well, the 20 foot beams do have some weight on them. Yeah. I got to admit. 20, <laughs> like, 20 I don't foot know, beams. man. I was carrying some stuff that was pretty heavy. Yeah, but so. pick up a, a three ply two by 10 20 foot yep. beam. Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. No, you can't. Yeah. It's not exactly one yeah. a man job there either. Right? Yeah, it's 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 different because it's different. Like when you say, oh, you, this is different wood. Yeah, it's different. What's well, not wood? Mm -hmm. We're, it's it's wood. definitely apples and oranges. Yeah. We didn't want it to be like wood. That was the idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. We want it to, to install too. like wood. We want yeah. the contractor, the end user to feel comfortable doing it and yeah. have that familiarity. But the yeah, I don't want it to I don't want it to work like wood. <laughs> no. yeah. And this isn't a wood bashing. I got a wood pergola or pergola or whatever you want to call it nowadays. Yeah. I there's applications for wood. It's just from a safety factor and what you were saying at the beginning, people are spending so much more money on their deck and their railing packages now. And it's, it's a sales pitch we say all the time. Why are you not protecting the weakest link, yeah. mm -hmm. which is your frame? Yeah, the foundation, yeah. right? Because you can get strong like, and it'll last forever. You can replace your decking, no problem. That's easy. Yep. This was actually the, the science behind, like, the, the evolution. That's yeah, right. I pun, oh. the, I pun yeah, that, yeah. boys. Oh. Yeah, I, I pun that hard. He told me last night he was going to drop that in. The I, didn't <laughs> I didn't believe him. I wasn't sure it. how he was going to do it. <laughs> like It seemed like a big task. But the the evolution of the de like the components, like we, we came out with, not we, but like the industry came out with decking that's going to last forever and, and be really good. And it's like, and then the, and the railing happened too. And we did that. And then everybody just kind of left the framing alone, which is the part you can't replace. Like when the framing's done, you replace the whole deck. The decking you can replace. If your framing's still solid and your decking rots away for some reason, mm -hmm. it's easy to replace that, keep the framing, but you can't do it the other way around. Yep. So it's just like, we're finally catching up now so that all three components, including the most important part, are all going to last yep. that same amount of time. The thing I love about it too, because I would say the last, like, call it three to four years. When did you guys, like, when did this come to market for Yes, um, 2018. Okay, so it's been out for, this is about three years. And then and the stair came out, the stair component system came out a year later. Right. And so when you came out, Trex um, Elevations was still in market at that time. It just went discontinued last year, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. And more recently, there's been other companies that, that are flirting with it. Bailey, for example, has been one that um, some of the guys have tried out there and, and switched. The reason that everybody's gravitating towards Fortress now uh, is because they can't get Trex anymore. <laughs> but no, even before guys, you got the notes. I'm good, right? <laughs> no, but the thing that they loved and fell in love with Fortress, and maybe some guys moved to Fortress because they did have to because they are Trex Pro and they would have continued to use Trex if it was available because they yeah. got the points and blah blah blah. But the thing they love, because I know there's some guys like that that probably you know maybe would have stayed in the Trex family if they had the choice, but they as soon as they did the Fortress one, they fell in love with it and all of their pain points with 
we talk about pain points from wood. Well, what about pain points from the other systems that weren't really complete systems? Yep. Like the Trex wasn't, and like Bailey is trying to figure this stuff out, but I've seen a few guys on Instagram that were flirting with it. They've all switched because they were trying to make that system work. And then they realized that like, this product isn't done. <laughs> like it's not ready. These guys don't have the system in place. Fortress did all the thinking before they launched the product. Yep. And now there's just like, now there's very minor things that you're trying to figure out, right? It's like guys are figuring out how to do different things just from a preference on how they want to block for a picture frame, whatever. Yep. But Fortress did a lot of the thinking ahead of time. Yep. It's like, well, how do you do this? Well, we've already got a bracket for that. Like yep. it's just, it's as a system, it just works. So good. So you're saving time, not figuring out custom solutions on how to do things. As a retailer, I love that too. Cause it's easy for yeah. us to sell it. It's easy for us to put the SKUs in and be like, here's how this sells. Here's what, yep. I, here's what you use these products for. You're not constantly going back to a rep being like, well, I want to fasten a block like this. What kind of fastener should I get? Well, it's this, how much? I don't know. I have to call you back. Then they yep. call you back. Then you got to put it in, figure out what you're going to make on it put it in the system, sell it. You know, it's just, and it's one thing to, one thing to get the system down on, on the deck, the deck floor. It's like, it's that, but where a lot of guys were falling short, a lot of guys is in other companies that have attempted to do steel framing is the stair system. They just didn't have one. Yep. Like yeah. just, it wasn't available. Correct. So then you're like, great. I've, I've managed to like customize and get this thing built up top. And now I'm at the stairs where it's just like these little standard components that are available that I used up here don't work for down here. Mm -hmm. But you guys came out with a, mm -hmm. an entire stair tray system that also works. So you've, you've solved that problem for people too. So tell me about, about a little bit about the stair sure. system, how it works. Yeah. The stair system was a year in the making after we launched because a lot of the stairs done were box stairs. They just use two by six material, use the brackets. You can use, make your box yep. steps, right? right. So basic. But for the long runs of step, we didn't have an option, like a really good option. So when they uh, came out with, and it was it was in evolution yep. at the very beginning. God, so just good. Yeah, just pun, pun, pun. Um, when it came out and we said, okay, again, the simplistic idea was in, in play. Let's limit the amount of skews. Let's try to reuse as many skews as we have for the rest of the deck yep. to make the stair. So we use a two by six and a... Um, there's fixed and adjustable <clears throat> stair brackets, right? Yep. I'll say everybody on the, on this and everybody listening, well, I just use adjustable. You're probably going to use 99% adjustable. Yeah. Right? The fixed ones are there. They work. I used them on mine because I had a nice rise run that I didn't have an issue. It was down to cement. The cement was already set. Off we go. You get the adjustable ones, what's perfect for the installer, especially if they're in cottage country and uh, uneven landscape, mm -hmm. you can make those adjustments on the fly. Right. You may have done the takeoff and you're thinking, I was going to do 13. And you get to the job site and like, I want 14 steps this. Yep. I want the run to be a little longer. You can make those adjustments on the fly yep. by using the stair calculator at fortressbp.com. Oh, beautiful. Good yeah. plug. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, but the stair calculator, I've used it uh, recently with a couple of contractors in Ontario that have just tried it and they're like, it, it takes all the thinking. Yep. Yeah, like it's just done, done, done. Okay, good. And it gives you a picture. It's a PDF. Make the cuts, you know, and now you have a stringer. And, the safety factors there because that stringer is st strong, it'll hold. You know what you would use be stair straps. Good is on long, long runs. Wood is so spongy. I wonder if like a, you know, like a twelve foot or a thirteen foot set of stairs with three of those two by sixes in there, how strong that would be. That's exactly what I have. I should take a video next <laughs> time I'm home and run up and down. It's it's I, I've got them bolted to the cement, which you're supposed to do with your three eight redheads on the bottom, yep. and I've got three stair straps and three stringers, and then four foot stair. Okay. So, 
That was one thing. And, and stiff. You, you, it's stiff, but you can hear it. You know, like people oh, yeah, are like, yeah. oh, that sounds like steel. I'm like, yeah, because it's steel. Right. right. Sorry. <laughs> like, yep. But yep. it's not that you're bouncing up and down. I got a 90-pound German Shepherd. All you hear right. is nails. Yep. It's not that it's moving. Um, but you can brace if you want. You, if it's a really long run, you can use our posts, pop them on the side, and use them as extra lateral bracing right. as well. Yep. So, again, still using the components that we've had at the beginning. Yep. So you, I, I want to touch on one thing because you brought it up, and it's really cool, is... Fun guy. You're, you're a fun guy. You're a fun guy. Um <laughs> Fun Wade over there. He's been fun since the beginning. It's just, <laughs> um, you brought up the retail aspect. Yeah. Because there's a lot less skew. Because then you have a lot less waste, a lot less shrinkage. Like it, It's just yep. you're able to sell and able to um, inventory this program a lot easier on, on a retail side. And I think a lot of people do kind of forget that. Yeah. We do concentrate on that on the railing side as well. Yep. Some of our railings have the same thing. We try to eliminate as many SKUs. You don't need a 300 SKU count to make a good railing. You can get down to 50 and you have a good system. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So yep. we kind of take that premise and throw it into the evolution and it just works. Yeah. Yep. Do you have any questions on the Instagram? Uh, there's been a few comments here. I'm trying to, it's, a, it's pretty busy in here, NFDI actually. Yeah, he wants this, uh, a shirt because we're going to a golf tournament on Friday. Apparently, he wants yeah, one of these shirts. Bring him a shirt, I'll apparently. Bring this one. The uh, there is one comment that uh, does it get hot uh, when it's sitting in the sun? The Like when you're working with it. I'm assuming yes, the answer it's is black. Yes. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Anything that sits in the sun, especially if it's black. What's very hot. interesting, though, is like you can put some water on it and uh, actually it dies down right away, but you put it into shade. And within, I, I kid you not, five seconds, you're like, okay, it's not hot. So, so how cold warm? does it get? <laughs> this is well, when you put your tongue to the, it, it yeah. does stay. And ask that one kid. Like, you go talk to him now. He doesn't talk that well, but he's like, he. <laughs> so you're saying that your steel isn't resistant to it's the weather. Temperature swings. It, it, it adjusts to and matches the temperature of the outside environment just like every other material Think, in the world does. Like every other cold does it very down. well, too. Yours doesn't yeah. stabilize at 20 degrees. Nice just sits at 20 all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Introducing <laughs> thermal stability like you didn't think about it before. <laughs> well, you know those cables you put on a roof for the snow? You know, yes. like, what if you put those in the steel? Oh, yeah. It'll melt your snow through the oh, deck yeah. in the winter. Yep. Preheated. Decking. Yeah, oh, you're on. Yeah, because boy, let's hollow. go. You could run whatever you, you run want. It. It well, I run the 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 lighting through yeah. and everything else. So you could run whatever you want through there. I heard Mike from Simcoe just pumps it full of spray insulation, and that like <laughs> Dude, that's, that's so they can float when he's doing the deck or the docks. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he just did one actually uh, a a dock situation with some helical piles that were I think twenty. I don't know. He'll probably answer, but twenty four or twenty five feet deep. Yep, it was pretty heavy duty, and he's eighteen inches above. Yep. Suckers, and it's a it's a pond, so you're not going to have these huge waves and everything else, and mm -hmm. worry about water. But yeah, that'll last forever. Yep, that'll be there forever. Yeah. God, this is a good point too. USMC on the Instagram again, twenty five twenty five thirteen, uh, just said we also run electrical through the hollow frame for whatever. Yeah, that is uh, the, my uh, what you counter my counterpart in Texas. Yeah, I wasn't going to give you up on that, but. No, it's okay. Oh, yeah, you, did. <laughs> you gave yourself up. That's that was right. a freebie, right? He floated it to you. I was, gonna, <laughs> no. I was trying to cover and pretend that was just a random well, audience question. He, he's yeah, he's he's doing wonders down in Texas area um, with the steel framing. He covers a good portion of Texas. And are we going to meet him? You will at the Cowboys game at the it's show. Not something I at thought about, but that's actually like a really cool benefit of having that hollow channel. Absolutely, you can hide all your wiring in the railing as well. Yep. And I'll bring this up at some other point, but we have the hollow points in the, in the uh, accent top pieces on top. 
Yes. So you run the wire for the lighting through those. Oh, yeah. Because there's a little spot in the top of the bracket. There's a little notch in the brackets. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to the first start. I'm like, what is that? No one seemed to know. I went to the product manager. I'm like, what's the deal? And he goes, oh, yeah, I've never really seen that before. So then I went to innovation. The guys that were making the brackets for us said, why'd you put the notch in there? He said, well, we drill a hole so you can run the wire through the post and do the lighting. You should have ran that over the sales guy's floor so we yeah. could have sold that. Right. <laughs> it should be quick. <laughs> kind right? of missed that part. So instead down. of going up and down, up and down, you're yeah. just zooming through. But you have to put the ATR on top. Sure. Because that gives you that channel. I work, see. Right? If you gotcha, just gotcha. use the top, then no, you, you'd have to tuck it. I got a question about the right. stairs. They're not like specific to the rest of the system. You could use them with any deck project, right? A lot of commercial applications for the stairs. Yeah. Right? If they need a commercial type cool looking stairs and want a landing or whatever, we're getting a lot of quotes. The East Coast, I got a 15 or 18 story. That seems like a game changer. Steel stairs. Yeah. Just one set of stairs all the way down, 18 stories. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about spans, boy. (laughs) Just welded them back together all the way down. They slide into each other just like ease trough, and it's like all the way down, you go. In the the winter, it's a slide. Yeah, exactly. At the top, you kick the door open. Yeah. So just to talk about install a little bit more, one of the things that some guys are pushing back on a little bit. J-W-F. What's that? J, what the... (laughs) No, What's he not. referring to there? I don't know. I have to ask him. What are you referring to? <laughs> Show your work. <laughs> Some of the contractors that we've talked to or, you know, in the industry have kind of said, like, I don't want to have to buy a bunch of new tools because they've got everything they need to do wood. They've got a trailer full of $15,000 worth of wood, wood tools. What, are, what can they expect for investment into new tools to be able to do a steel frame job? Like, we've got probably the, the main tool right in front of us sitting here we can show a little bit, but... Is this it? You pick up one of these bad boys and you can basically do your first deck and there's not much more required aside from your drills and whatever else. A file. But you already have that. Oh yeah, you should get a you, file. Yeah, you're, you're going to have file. that stuff, right? Get a file. Yeah. Um, proper pens, markers, Eric, uh, that work <laughs> on the, the framing. So uh, yes, that. Um, but the drill, the drill bit, we got one bit for the, for the I think it's a T20 you need for, yeah. the, uh, for the fasteners. That's it, really. But steel saw is absolutely a must. And uh, I'll say this right now. Don't go just buy a steel blade and throw it in your framing saw. Yeah, yeah. That do not do yeah. that because you're going to hate us. Yep. So get the right saw um, and you're good to go. Like, and, and we just found that this Milwaukee one, what is really cool is it has a catcher. It catches probably 80% of the shards. Of yeah. the, shards. the reason behind the different saw is that they rotate at a different RPM, right? Correct. And you want a slower RPM. Okay. So that's the one you recommend. Those are, those, that's a cordless one. So it might cost a bit more than a quarter version, but that's what, seven or eight hundred bucks Canadian? Seven hundred with the battery. Yeah, seven hundred bucks with the battery. So it's no, like, same cost as a miter saw that you'd have anyway, or that you would. Yeah, and, and have well, three I mean, I'm not going to, I don't have to drop name or whatever, but I don't really care. I mean, uh, Milwaukee, I like. Uh, DeWalt's got a couple. Um, you know, all the guys have steel saws now because the steel is taken off. Yeah. yeah it's like we, we loaned one of these out to Keystone. Keystone, yep. loved it. Wasn't that his feedback? He's yep. like, saw was slick. Like it did its job perfectly. I First asked him back. He said no. He just can't get it back. He's like, no, no. But I mean, if you think that. about this, <laughs> seems fair as a system. Like, what else would you need? You you don't need a planer. That's for sure. Nope. Like the only thing you need to do is trim your joist to length, maybe, and yep. trim your beam to length, maybe. Yep. And then 
fasten it together with maybe a little bit of blocking here and there, but not even that much blocking because you guys have this like pre cut or pre molded, um, mid span blocking straps. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that like talk about those little bit of time savers here. There's like 20 minutes saved, not standing at the saw or sending your lackey over to stand at the saw and cut blocking at 14 and a and then put half, it in. 14 and three eighths or whatever you're doing it at, and then going and nailing it all in because you guys just have one strap. Fit, right? And it doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah. You don't, it doesn't always fit. Trim that one because it's pushing the joist out or whatever. And you guys just have little, where they come in four foot lengths? I four think foot, it is. Yep. Little straps are just like, they're already predetermined lengths. So your, your spacing is perfect. No such thing as like a bowed joist because mm -hmm. everything's predetermined. And your beams uh, strapping right too. down in the middle. Like it's not that, you know, the blocking tends to be offset because you got to nail it right from yep. the other side. Yep. This is right down the middle. So you might have to trim the odd piece for like some railing blocking or something out of the two by six, but mm -hmm. really the amount of cutting is going to be minimal. Yep. That you have to spend in a saw. So that one saw, if that works as good as everybody says it does, then great. Yeah, and the, the lengths happen to be very similar to dimensional lumber. So that's another thing. We tried 12, 16, 18, 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Can okay. we talk about so, your horizon? Nope. Yeah. Talk about horizon. <laughs> We're not allowed to use it in Canada because it's a climbing hazard. So we can't talk about it. Sorry. Uh, precision, precision construction says the motor's on the wrong side of that saw. Yeah, why is it lefty? Scott says it's because it's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> I, didn't, ah. I don't even know if that's what he's replying to, but it worked really well there. So, it's Canadian. Um, now you guys, <laughs> there's some some buzzwords that you guys throw around sometimes that I don't know if I completely understand. But you, Fortress talks about the total solution thing that is coined. Whatever. What does that mean? Like Wait, to this, this. I have not looked this up. Past. Uh, well, it was supposed to be 2020. It was a coming out year 2020, but a lot of other things happened in 2020, unfortunately. So it's kind of like a two-year process now. We're into year two and we're, we're booming. But the total Fortress solution involves all eight of our product categories. We're just not railing. We're just not fence. We're just not now steel. We have lighting. We've got, it's going to be its own category, but pergolas are coming out using the evolution material. But we're going to come out with I can't wait. plans. It's, that's um, one thing we get asked for quite a bit, maintenance um, free burglars. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've seen some beta, and I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. You'll see it at Deck Expo for sure. But it would probably be oh. launched prior to that. If you're curious about why to go to Deck Expo, come <laughs> see pergolas. <laughs> pergolas. What's the way? To, like, I got goon. I say pergola. I say yeah, pergola. I got goon on our sales media on Monday because the Canadian said it wrong. I said pergola. I'm like, is it not a pergola? Yeah, I say pergola. I say pergola. I it's pergola. Any of the guys that I'm on the other guy's side sell cedar. You're awful for saying pergola. Yeah. <laughs> Turn his mic off. That's enough. Yeah. No more pergola over there. <laughs> it seems like cedar guys say pergola, but so, everybody else in the industry says pergola. What are you? If you're at a mountain and you're taking the little bucket up the cable thing up the side of the mountain, what are you riding on? A cable thing. <laughs> Is that a pergola? That's a pergola. No, no, no. like a. I don't gondola. want to say Yeah, see? Gondola. A gondola. So you don't say gondola. Some people do. I know some people gondola, do, but I'm saying, like, he didn't. Pergola. So pergola. Get your stuff together and start saying it the Canadian way, pergola. One or the other. Is it supper or dinner? Oh, yeah. Food. <laughs> food. Boy, oh, boy. So total solution you're saying is so basically referring solution. to the fact that you guys have uh, products in every category from start to finish. For your backyard, backyard. oasis, we can service it all. We can service one. So you're going to do framing? Framing. You have some decking. We have some decking that is really nice, and it's it definitely a year of its uh, coming out party is now, so I'm showing some of that. And you have railing? We have steel and aluminum railing. We have 
Cable yes. railing, I mean, that's all in the railing. So fence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fence is another one. Fence, okay. is, fence is a huge part of our business. Yeah. And it's, it continues to be um, a great uh, factor for us. So um, the lighting, and then uh, number eight is sometimes missed, but a fasteners. We have oh, specific yeah. fasteners okay. for... Um, for our decking, so it's thrown in there. So, like I you said, guys are like the decorative plates. Like the is that is Osco still under? No, nope. Osco is, that is gone? no longer. Osco was um, sold. Who did my research for me? <laughs> who did, who did my research? Me. Okay, fine. So not that. Here, yeah, I thought I was saving you. That was a nice one, but no, not not uh, great not track. Osco. It was a great product when I was with you guys. It's really gone downhill since it left. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> good save, Shane. Yeah. Right, good save. Um. Composite fence is going crazy, says Scott in the Instagram chat here. So tell me a bit about the more of that because we don't do a lot. I don't see a lot of that here nope. in our market specifically. It's a lot of wood and mostly vinyl here. You do see some yep. ornamental fencing and whatnot here as well, but it's not a commonplace. So what's uh if it's so big elsewhere, like what's the why do people do composite fencing versus a wood fence or a vinyl fence? Let's say. Well, vinyl, I think, and composite fencing is very similar it's the it's the maintenance free it's the mm -hmm. i don't have to stain it it's not going to warp as much some composites do yep. um but we have like uh, products and scott talks about them as well um the combination of a steel and a composite board in one so you have okay. a steel fence and you insert the composite or like that the product i showed you called the states or you can insert the composite uh, boards inside. So it's the best of both worlds, a really heavy duty fence. It's not going to wear, it's going to stay straight and everything else. And then you added the, the added bonus of the composite. So, so I absolutely love that product you showed because, and my first question was not that I don't want to buy your products, but could somebody use any five quarter, like by six decking in there? Because maybe they've got a, a fiber on decking on their deck already, but they want to redo their fence and they want it to match. It's like they could match their deck to their fence perfectly. Because a lot of people do try to do that. Yep. They're like, well, my fence is kind of like an almondy color, so I'd like to get like a light beige deck to kind of match it. Mm -hmm. And with that system, they could match it perfectly. Like they could use the same boards Yep. if they wanted to, right? But you guys also have a couple composite boards that are sold Basic in colors. six foot lengths that are like for the system, but it's flexible. You can put other things in there. Yep. Like even wood. You're, some of the yeah, like my, wood fencing, right? Majority of the, of the, the room scenes in the literature are um, stained cedar inside mm. i think so. yeah i think that would be really good cedar and black looks so sharp badass all the time yeah like with it's some, a uh, good Q tech extreme with some yeah right and touch that ca right you and you could paint it, it <laughs> you could oil it real quick with your uh i ordered some decking. and i'm gonna see i'm gonna try their shipping uh with ship today i guess right it would have shipped today would have yeah. shipped today some that and some uh flavoring for my uh for my backyard Flavoring the mosquito, mosquito oh the mosquito flavoring, bug juice, the garlic bread backyard. When I first came in yesterday, he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna smell." I'm like, but that's not bad though. Like, if you like works. garlic, but well, okay. If you <laughs> don't it, like garlic, if you don't, it's awful in here right like now. Like your store smells like that. Yeah, it's a Ukrainian well, the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I walked in. I'd been in the Saskatoon store all week, and then I I was gone for the Sunday. Came back Monday morning, and it was like. Oh, man. You don't even have that much. Strong. <laughs> did, you, yeah. uh, did you see any mosquitoes in there, though? Yes, one dead right beside <laughs> the fucking... And that's a true story. Get Carly, get Carly to send a picture of it. Yeah. So he took a picture of it. He was like, look at the mosquitoes dead right beside it. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. handle Sitting it. Sitting there sucking back garlic <laughs> juice all weekend. Couldn't handle it. That's funny. So anyway, we're going to see that. It's going to be there hopefully okay. on Friday. Be okay. Cool. 
I'm not going to let you get away without talking about the question that everybody's going to wonder about. Yes. Everybody always asks. How do I well, get a free hat? How do I get a free hat? Everybody asks I that. I got one. <laughs> just showed up and he's just like, here, here's a hat. <laughs> uh, the second most commonly asked question is, how much more is the steel frame going to cost than wood? Because I think undoubtedly through this conversation, like there's obviously not really any drawbacks to going to steel. It's like, it's all pros. It stays flat. It doesn't move. It blah, blah. Like it's all great. It looks great. Yep. It's all great. But how much more is this going to cost me to do though versus my wood frame deck? So do you guys have a number or, or how does that work? How do we answer that question? Varied. <laughs> Typically answered. I, I always say, uh, more than wood. And then I just walk away and then you go, you guys figure it out. So no, the, <laughs> the idea is with everything we talked about, extra spans, um, being able to use less material, less skew count. Uh, labor is a big factor in this as well, because yep. if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, you're getting the contractor to do it. If you can save them time and money on the install, they will save that customer, hopefully, some money as well if they so pass on the savings. You mentioned that just right there, though. This system is fairly DIY-friendly. One of the jobs that Wade sold up in, in Saskatoon was to, like, when we're a DIY. tomorrow is DIY. Right? Yeah. So it's like... Oh, perfect. It doesn't have to be just for contractors. And that's the thing. That's It's a very friendly product, and that's part of it. Yes, we want the professionals to have fun with it as well and make as much money as they can because that's a profession. But if you're at home and you're handy and you want to try it yourself, you can. Yeah. So it's kind of easy. The, the father, so it's on the son's house. The son is likely our age or slightly younger. And 29. His, yeah, and holding. Slightly younger. His dad uh, owned a lumber yard before and had sold it and was just like, I'm comfortable with this. I'm comfortable with the idea of putting this together. And so he was the one who kind of spearheaded the build. And so that's what, that's the one we'll look at. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a long winded answer, but you can shorten it by saying, if you're eliminating product, if you're eliminating the amount of posts, because how much does a helical pile post cost nowadays to, yeah. to, to have it installed one post? I've heard anywhere from three to five hundred dollars typical numbers per, per post. So if you're eliminating three or four posts, even five or six posts on a big deck, yeah. some savings right there. So you gotta kind of look at each job. What I do know for a fact is that if it's a ten by ten deck, yes. basic ten by ten deck, nothing you can't take the benefit of the extent if you can't use that, it's gonna be more. Yeah. Right. And in those situations you're looking at four to five times the price of a wood structure, right? But when we get into decks, like I said at the very beginning, decks are getting bigger. Backyard oasises are no longer just, a, here's a basic deck and put a fire pit down, off we go. It's They're macked out. They look phenomenal. Um, I always look at it, there's three types of deck buyers in my mind. There's the, the customer that walks in and says, I want a PT deck, PT boards, PT spindles, Mm -hmm. PT rail, everything mm -hmm. PT. Probably not going to be the customer you're going to upsell to steel, right? They'll be like, I just I'm going to give her the old college <laughs> try, though. Right. You'd be lucky to upsell. What if I throw in a hat? <laughs> You'd be lucky to upsell to coated screws. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Here's all your stuff. So but a pack know, of Brad I, nails then, sir? I have yet to see a... Get out of my store. <laughs> I have yet to see a, uh, a steel frame with five-quarter deck board on top. Yeah, that's right. I haven't seen that. Yeah, now, most I, it would be are, interesting to see. I'd be like, okay... But yeah, most of them are the, the higher-end deck boards, right? So Whether it's a Transcend from Brand T, Trex, right? Or, yeah. or a Decorator's board or an AZEC. Like, it's almost always a top-end board. 
Yeah, well, and they're upgrading their railing system. Yep. They're going to an engineered railing, whether it be glass or cable or whatever the case may be. They've yep. looked at that and said the PT was a mm-hmm. hundred bucks, yep. and the upgrade is five hundred dollars. Yep. Well, that's five times the cost. Yep. Whatever. Whatever. So to say it's about three to four times the cost of a wood is probably fair, but in certain situations and certain structures and everything else, it could be only. Two times ago. It's a pretty tough comparison to make right now because wood pricing is all over the map too. And that's I, what it's tough to answer because you're right. Well, yeah. If you if we're talking in uh, April of this year, yeah, we're having a little bit of a different conversation than April of last year. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so I just did two ballpark quotes yesterday. Nope, this morning before I left this morning, and the deck was uh, the deck was fourteen hundred square feet, and it was. 53,000 in material for steel frame, decorators decking, fortress rail, uh, and no lights. And then the fasteners were in that. So 53,000. And then with wood frame, still 16 inch on center, same decking, same railing and everything. It was 47,000. Yeah. So I, I think that's, so, so what we've eight, kind of said before like is like the total eight, project eight, might go up 10%, 15%. 10 maybe. to 15 is what yeah. I tell people. Yeah. In your total project, project, it's 10 to 15%. Because you had done a couple, maybe we did here too, where, and about a couple months ago, so when prices were a bit high in wood, the, the quotes were coming out to about double what wood was at that time. Now, like, if wood crashes back down to the floor, then it's going to be three or four times. But to like Scott's point. Frame to frame. Or not Scott's point. You're not Scott. Whatever you're talking to. I'm talking to the guy <laughs> yeah, down south, <laughs> six thousand miles away instead of you six inches from me um to jason's point like there's some savings that might happen within that too that's not counting like oh we needed a less one less pile nfdi is in here and he does pretty high-end decks he's saying like by the time he gets so you eliminate a post you're not just eliminating the um pile the screw pile at 300 bucks you're eliminating the complete dress job that he does on his posts which he says that most of the posts that they trim out end up being two thousand dollar posts have you seen his because he he does build outs and he trims them all out right so you, you're not just saving the 300 bucks in the pile. You're saving yeah. out 2000 on the, whatever you're doing with the post too, if you're dressing that up, he potentially, dresses, right? He dresses them up. Yeah, good on you. Those, those are good building posts, but good yeah. point. That's a savings of 2500 yeah, bucks. Yeah, and this guy has a, the one that I just did this morning was, it's a walkout onto a lake and he wanted to save the view. And so he's talking about bringing in a, a steel I-beam because he didn't know about steel framing, right? It was just like, well, I'll do a steel I-beam and then I'll do teleposts and that way I can get some spans and then I can put wood joists on top and he was going to build it like a floor system. Right. That so. was on these points and I missed that. That's, <laughs> thank you for bringing that You're up because it's it's very key. Yeah. Is the walkout basement and the usable space that you create and you gain by using less posts. Yep. So And then yep. also more headroom too. Yep. So now you're not, you don't have a 10, like you don't have a two by 10 joist with a drop beam. You have a two by six joist. And you it, can go it, flush if you want. It can go flush. Yeah. So that's what we did on the, the one that we won't look at. But. The other things that we've talked about a little bit in the store, and I don't know if Fortress uses this as a selling feature or not, but, but we often like, yeah, copyright. we'll rent it. Uh, we often tell people like, you don't necessarily need to use fascia with this system because it's all powder coated black. It looks sharp by itself yeah especially if you're doing like fortress or any like matte black railing as well it matches the railing it can look good on its own nobody does a treated deck with comps on top that doesn't also do the fascia yep so all of a sudden you you're spending 
depends the size of the deck, $1,000, $2,000 on fascia. Almost easy 1500 To hide the wood. Yep. It, it really becomes optional when you're using the steel framing because it looks good by itself. It mm -hmm. actually can look better. And I think, I've said this to Wade before, I said, I, th I think what would look really, really sharp is just ripping down like even half a deck board and putting that along the top and giving it like a stepped look. So you got the nosing of your picture frame border potentially that steps back to a small little ripped, mm -hmm. you know, two and a half inch piece or two and three quarter inch piece mm -hmm. that steps back to the bare black steel would be a cool little stepped yep. detail there, right? I agree. Could look cool too. So you might save a whole bunch of money on fascia. You might save money on the piles. You might save money on dressing up that post where the pile is going to go. And then the third was a lot of times on walkouts, people want to put a soffit or something underneath the deck to hide the wood again. Like how do I make the wood right. look less crappy from beneath? And again, on yours, you don't necessarily have to. Like yep. if you wanted, if you wanted to dry it up and put a system in place, then maybe you do. But if you were going to put like a, even Trex rain escape over top of the steel framing, which is black, you don't necessarily have to do a soffit up underneath yep. because it's all blacked out now. It can look good by itself. Mm -hmm. It has an industrial kind of cool look if somebody's looking for that vibe anyway, especially yeah. if they're doing cable rail or something else. Have you been going through my notes? So, like, why is he hitting all these places? Like, I didn't tell him this stuff. I know. Well, you weren't doing your job, so I figured I should step in and make sure that your what he does. company's that not. seems fair. Ooh. It is his <laughs> podcast. We, I let him run with it. That's why your company threw Scott in the chat here too, USMC, to make sure he's like, Would you go save way, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> go yeah. save Jason. Yeah. <laughs> so he um, calls it the hidden savings of the system, but they're real. There, there's actually savings there in a bunch of areas that you may not think about. So. Yep. And we talk about it uh, at length, him and I and the other regional managers uh, across the country, because it's really taken off in the States, right across the board. And it's definitely, it's coming out party this year with the likes of you bring it on and uh, the other guys in, in Canada. Um, so I give a, a plug to all those guys doing it because it's, it's, it's a thankless job, some of this stuff they're doing. And to make it easier... That's all we want to do. Just to yeah. remove the pain. And it is nice. You talked about the black uh, coating because our uh, AL-13 home railing system. Stocked at Ted's Stock. Stocked at Ted's. Uh, that black powder coating is, is matched. Yeah, now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting let, for that one. I was going to let you get away with that greasy plug with a little <laughs> shot back. Yeah, it's, yeah, that was an hour in. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another <laughs> great point by Scott, the other Scott, the, the deck builder Scott who does like only steel, he's allergic to treated wood, says it's also easier to retrofit a dry system below yes. the joist because you don't have to worry about the airflow with the joist. Yep. Or that rotting wood joist, out, you need right? some, you need some airflow. You can't have humidity building up or it yep. rots the joist out. Not mm -hmm. a problem with this stuff. Yep. So. We didn't really talk about the fasteners. You mentioned it a little bit, the camo fasteners, but I think we need to go back to this because that's something that people do worry about with just to expand on it a little bit, um, you don't use your typical, uh, you know, deck clips because they're for wood, the screws in them, but, but you actually kind of do because camo makes a clip that's the same as their regular wood clip, just with a self-tapping screw on it. Mm -hmm. And so the, as far as fastening your decking down, it's not really any different. And then you've got Starborn that makes cell and Cortex that makes self-tapping screws for their plug systems too. So yes. people often think like, Oh, what, how do I do it? How do I use the clip? So that's not going to work with the steel. No, it does. Like yep. not every clip will, of course you have to get one that's made for metal that has a screw in it, yep. but it's a problem solved. There's no worry there. You can still do your plugs. Was, you can still do your clips. So was that a, um, a collaboration between Fortress and yes. Camel? That was yep. a, a thing. That well, they used. did bring it out for all steel. So they were starting it uh, when the, uh, Trex program, program was okay. still in the market. So okay. they, they saw the need, gotcha. see need, fill a need. So they, um, 
went that road, and then they saw ours, and they said, we've got to do them both, because you saw on, on their website, they posted both. They said, it's for Trex and, and for Fortress, and now it's just for Fortress, which is... Gotcha. Yep. So, yes, it was a collaboration. Uh, it was tested. We used it. Uh, I did it on my deck. Um, yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I don't get paid commission. Maybe Campbell, you can reach out, send me a... Send me something. They but, might, right? Um, it, but it's a really easy, easy system to work with, and those boards don't move. They're down. Like, I, I've i put down our, our Fortress Apex product, which is a PVC. So to, to our earlier point, my frame's not going to move, but I'm allowing that deck to move. So I put it down at the right time. I've, I've given it the ability to move, and I've used Starborn with the plugs. Nothing. No issue. Yeah. Like I've got a little bit of expansion contraction, which again, PVC is known for. And you, if you plan for it and you know it, you accept it. Yeah. yeah. That's the drawback with selling PVC. I'm sure you guys know it too. Like if you're not telling the customer that they have that expectation, it's not supposed to move. No, it's going to move. Yeah. It's going to move. And even, if you plan for it now, it's just the deck moving, not your frame. Even after you tell them they expect it to not move. Shouldn't move. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Should never move. <laughs> now here's the other thing too, just to mention, uh, people are wanting to like, are there any drawbacks to usability of it? We've talked about how easy of a system it is to put together. And actually Scott from Precision Construction mentioned earlier that this is an easier system to use for DIY than wood is. Like yes. he believes that, it, and like I believe he's a high-end deck builder. He shouldn't be trying to push that <laughs> DIY stuff too much, but he's like, he's being honest. He's like, this system is easier for a DIY to figure out and put together than it is for... I wood. would agree. One thing we've heard from feedback on the couple of jobs that we sold with it was um, the screw is not starting real fast. And somebody mentioned it in here too, that pre-drilling can make that easier. So we've had a couple guys that were like, we pretty much had to pre-drill all the screws. And, and so Wade took that feedback. I took that feedback. I came to you and was like, is this like, we tried a self-tapper once and it went in fine. Yep. Um, but you came here, what, you're like, well, I did my whole deck. and Because you were no, in charge of getting it. the drill. This is why. Because if I was the one who went to the counter and got the drill, I would have had a different tool in my hand. I prefer a drill and you always prefer an impact. So, so I this, grabbed an impact grabbed naturally. An impact. Yeah. And so when we went to put them in, it was no problem at all. And we're suspecting that maybe the guys that were doing it, or you, you thought they said they were using drills. I think they were using drills. So your feedback was an impact actually works better in this case for tapping the steel than drills do. It does. You, you got these screws out yesterday, went up to our steel framing, and you're like, like this. Like it's, of course it starts a little bit slower, but they went in without pre-drilling it. You have to put a bit of weight behind it for sure to get it to start, but... Long story short is, no, you don't have to pre-drill everything, but you will have to put a little weight before, behind it to get it to start cutting its way through. And then once it grabs, it sinks in in like a split yep. second. Yep. So pre-drilling in could help, minute. but you don't have to do it, right? So hot minute. Yeah. Yep. There's a, there's a couple of points, like your posts, and I've I posted on my Instagram a couple of times, like on the, the beam to post brackets, we have certain screw patterns. And the bottom right of that bracket, any bracket, I always recommend um, pre-drilling that because if you know where the roll happens on the beam, it's double walled there. Right. Mm. In that, just in that bottom inch of the, so if you're just trying to go, you're like, this is weird. Why is this a lot harder than the screw hole, like half an inch above it? That's why. Cause you're going through two walls of steel. So it's the double, double. It's the double. And then obviously posts are 11 gauge. Yeah. So you, there's more meat there. And yeah. Save yourself sick. the headache. And just pre-drill real quick. Just give it something and then you're, it's butter. Yeah. So best practices, maybe pre-drill some spots. Um, pre-drill them all if you want. If you want to make them spread a little bit faster, but you don't have to. A little bit of weight behind it will do the trick. Mm -hmm. uh, another point from Simcoe Dex on the Instagram here is a magnetic sweep is a full-time job. He was kind of laughing about that, but that's a good point. 
there may be some cutting that the metal shards Shades. don't get picked up by the Correct. saw because you're drilling it or something. Correct. And you, maybe it's a lawn with kids. You don't want little metal shavings around. Yep. Maybe you're doing the posts afterwards and the decks installed and you don't want the metal shavings on the deck. Like that's actually a good point. My Picking up one of those little a, magnetic brooms might be a good idea. He, actually. He's a, he's a plumber and he, he brought over his and we did the lawn real quick and yeah, it's amazing. I don't know how many old screws I got from tearing down the old deck too that I thought I got. Right. But yeah, no, it's so it, much easier than picking them out of your shin after the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, Jason, is there anything else that you want to talk about with this stuff today? I like, you don't got to sell me in this stuff. We, we took a, a stocking position on it at the start of the year because we thought it was great. Like we'd always, we'd always liked the idea of steel framing because all the benefits of it are very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's an easy sell if you can, if you're, and again, it's not for everybody, but with, for the right customer who's willing, it's an upgrade. It's an There's upgrade. no question that it's an upgrade, just like wood to composite is an upgrade. Yep. So not for everybody, but those that are willing to do it, it's a it's a fantastic system. It's the best, easily, by far, the best steel framing system that's come out to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys seem extremely willing to take feedback. Like you guys worked with a lot of companies to develop it in the first place, a lot of contractors mm-hmm. and whatnot to get that feedback. You can tell that the system was done with contractor feedback in mind, like they took that into account. You're willing to listen to the feedback. You've made some micro adjustments here in there with like the screws, you changed them out because some guys were saying that you're having some shearing issues, fix that right away. Um, So like I'm sold to the point that we bought a truckload of it at the start of the year and said, let's do this. Like, let's be one of the, we'll be the only guys in in Saskatchewan that are taking it on. One of the few in Canada, because we believe that this product is going to be like, it's here to stay. It's a great product. There's a market for it. We can sell this and people will that decide to go for it will not regret it. Like And at least half of it's gonna stay in our yard this winter and we'll be ready to go next year. Right? Yeah, <laughs> well we'll have a good start to you next know, year and with some stocks. It'll be straight, yeah. yeah. No well, call. Right out. So that's the thing. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I guess it's that's kind of the trend. We know wood's gonna come back to earth a little bit, right? It, it may not come all the way down to historical low levels, but yep. it's not gonna be at its high level forever. So what I've seen this year is that that seismic shift to just thinking that steel is something um it's definitely it's coming out party this year for sure um but if you think about it if right now worldwide i think it's it it still represents steel that because steel framing in europe is common right it's like the number one choice wood is secondary yeah um so if you think of all the decks in the world it's still under like two percent of decks are doing steel framing right you can imagine if it we took like 8% of market share. I was mm-hmm. like, even 1%? Yeah. Like if you took 1% of market share. One more, yeah. Yeah, from a sales point, I'm, huge. I'm happy to ride the wave and I would be naive to think that other people are not thinking the same. Yeah. Like I got to come up with something. And I like, hey, com- uh, competition is the uttermost, you know, sense of flattery, I guess, in terms of you guys have done so well, we're going to copy and we're going to share. Imitation's the ultimate form of flattery. Yeah. Um, but if they're making it better, then we all succeed. We all do well. Because yeah. I keep hitting this and I tell my reps uh, on the road, pay attention to the safety factor because that's what ultimately we want to do here. Yes, we want it to look sexy. We want it to look like what it's supposed to in, in, the, in the, uh, the mock-ups and the designs and everything else. But at the end of the day, we're still like protecting people on the railing side. And in a framing side, you want it to look good, but you don't want the deck to fall down. Yeah, it's, yeah, like let's it's not do that, right? First. Let's make sure yeah. it's functional, it's easy to put together, yeah. and people get longevity of it. Because we as a society are just, uh, one of the coin phrases I always kind of throw out, too poor to be cheap. Like, why go buy that 50-cent piece of whatever 
when you're going to get three years out of it, mm-hmm. when you can spend a buck 50 and get 25 years out of it. Yep. That's right. So we need to start thinking with that mentality. And I think the steel has kind of had that coming out party. And I think people are like, well, okay, it's making, making more sense. Yep. And we have it when it's local and it's on in stock. So thank you for that. I, I like hands up, man, you guys are rocking and rolling with the stuff. And I think next year is only going to be better. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think the, the first hurdle is trying to get people to talk about it. Yeah. You got to get it then, like with anything, you got to get a couple in the market first and let those people talk. I only yeah, took a right, flight to, to the Queen but City to, to talk about it. That was it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Fly on in and let's go talk. <laughs> yeah, so it was Greenlee that I did that quote for, the ballpark. Okay, he was just commenting here is it, and yeah. said, unless my big deck is approved in, your, in metal framing, then that's I'll right. help you clean out your stock. You betcha. So that One, would take a big run at it. <laughs> another good practice, and maybe this isn't a good practice, this is a must, but we didn't talk about um, the USMC says, make sure you spray your cuts. So yes. with your system, you are supposed to spray, and you guys have a, a color matched paint spray for I, anytime you cut and expose identical. the bare steel. Yep. It's a perfect match. Absolutely. Right? Now, if you run out, you can buy the trim clad stuff. It's not bad. It's close. It's not perfect. Yep. It'll do in a pinch. Very, it'll do in a pinch. Yep. Um, but ours matches, and that's why I say a file. So every cut, just file it down. That's really to save your hands, too, because you don't want sharp edges, depending on how good the blade is and whatnot. If you yep. have a an off cut or something like that, it's uh, somewhat sharp. Um, use gloves. Sure. You don't have to. I didn't use gloves most of the time. And on I your deck, how many cuts? How many cuts do you have on your hand? One. One cut. It was one and it was... Still uh, got the finger? My fault. No. Yeah. I'm bad good. cut. One really bad <laughs> cut. <laughs> really, really bad. It was a deep one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's... You need to pay attention to that. You have to file it. And if you make a cut, you touch it up. But Scott's right. I mean, how many people are... You're supposed to do it on PT. You're yeah. supposed yeah. to... How many guys are doing that? That's, again, something that's None. common. That's so with steel, it's, it's very important, I think, because you're exposing the raw metal. Yeah. So you could be given some rust down the road in those situations. You touch that up with zinc-coated, powder-coated paint, you'll never have that. Yep. Yeah. which sometimes draws the question of what happens when you put the fasteners through. But we've asked this question to Scott from Precision Construction before, who's done tons and tons of steel framing. He says he's never seen. Like, it's never, it, they don't rust out. Yeah. Like the, if you take the, the screw fills out after sure. two or three years, you might see some rust around it. But Expose the screw it, yeah. itself, and you, it has a little cup system on the top. It's almost like it seals it, yeah. you know, a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he's right. I, I haven't seen any yeah. at all. Awesome. Well, this has been, like, I love talking about steel because I think it is uh, a revolutionary product and system that's come to the market that, you know, I love decking as a whole, but it's not every year that something game-changing comes out. Yeah. But we've had a few good ones in the last couple of years. Camo, the new Camo Fasteners was one of them. And the fact that it works with this system is amazing. Uh, and decorous. I really... Some decorative products that have come out that have limited that expansion contraction. That's great too. You guys have your Apex decking that's come out, which is, I would say, arguably the most realistic st- stuff I've seen come across my desk. Yeah. It looks amazing. Yep. Um, and then, of course, the steel framing, I think, is like, finally... It's like, we've been waiting for this. Wade and I have been going to shows for years and being like, we need to get some sort of like metal framing in here, like aluminum or steel. And it's like, well, aluminum's insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. Steel's like, it's good, but it's like, you know, it's it's tricky. Yep. yep. And it's it's scary to use. And it's like, you guys have addressed that like in droves. Like, it's not scary at all. It's super yep. simple. I have confidence I could build one tomorrow with without your help. Yep. Because I want to do it fast and your help. Yeah. <laughs> just be yapping all the time. Wouldn't be doing anything. Yeah. Really listen to the without your help part. Don't <laughs> offer. It's going to be weird if I have to say no thanks. <laughs> so anything else to add, Jason, to the end of this wonderful episode we've done here? Oh, you guys, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for everything you guys do here. I, um, 
I know it's up and up. I think things are going to really take off. We're going to do wonders here. Yep. Great product, great company, uh, great rep. Jason's been awesome. He's very accessible for us. Anytime we have questions and, and problems and whatever else we give him a shout, he's always there. So if you have any more questions, hit him up, hit up Fortress or hit up us. Take it easy, everybody. See you next week. Thank you. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.